Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet starting at $19.99 per month offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8th, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. (laughs) Yes. Have a hard time. Yeah, I know. We're both having a pretty hard time here. We'll start. Whenever whenever you're ready, let me know. Yeah, Yeah, he's ready. I'm ready. I can't see anything. This Spider-Man costume that I'm wearing for the video is extraordinarily impractical. You know what I like, though, is that, yeah, I can't see anything. No. I can't see anything either. You sound like shit because you got a mask on. That's what I like, though, is this is an audio platform mostly. (laughs) But what I like is that they don't know until you see it. They were actually very spooky. Yes, you are very spooky. And I'm I'm Spider-Man. You are Spider-Man. I'm not allowed to be anything IP associated. Yeah. So I had a costume. They tried to get me to join SAG after we did that Ed Gein thing. And I told them, no. I told them, fuck you, bro. I'm not going to give you $3,000 for what? For what? You you know, it does help for some people. I mean, we already pay for your own health care. Yeah. But it, it does help that. And also... You don't understand. Every Christmas, I get ten Netflix DVDs. Wow! Yeah, they send me they send me DVDs to vote for the Emmys, which I can't do. <laughs> I'm not on those boards. But then they send me DVDs of the things that are streaming. Wow, that's great! It's great that they get to do, you know just create landfill stuff. No, no, no. Hermit crab is they break it up and they use it to make their shell <laughs> shiny. It's actually very nice. What would you describe me as? I would describe you as. Um, <laughs> not IP. I mean, that's the thing. I can't really see you, so I have to take my Spider-Man. You can ma- take the Spider-Man. Oh, you did Christ. it. Oh, oh, it's Peter Parker. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I do have more. I have very much a Peter Parker look about me. You do? Yeah, very yeah. much so. I would describe you as uh, dead, dead Kim Gordon. Whoa. Yeah. Is that's that from Sonic Youth? Yeah. The, the, the Yeah. The guitarist and singer from Sonic Youth. Yeah. You would be. Yeah. You would be. You know what you are? Deadite Kim Gordon. Whoa. That's, that's kind of cool. It's very cool. Do you think it's because I have the same breast size? Because <laughs> I do have alt girl boobies. You do. Yeah. I kind of have the same chest as uh, what was the girl from Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Darcy. Yeah. She yeah, was, yeah. I was attracted to her. And then I realized that if I just shaved. You'd be the same. No, you wouldn't be. Welcome to Side Stories. You're telling lies. I'm Marcus Parks. Henry Zabrowski is telling lies. What are you talking about? Darcy is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm unapproachable. I'm on heroin. I'm cold. You never know. You never, you never know where you stand with me. I'm pure chaos. 
<laughs> that's fun, right? That's fun. Yeah. I mean, that's accurate, but not, no, we have this conversation many times before we shave you and you look like an abuelita. I do. I do look like a God, uh, just like a, like an abuelita that just crawled out of the fucking test tube, you know, <laughs> you know born. <laughs> Born by science. Um, do I need to take this off? You need to take it off. Yeah, because it's not good for audio. But... No, it's horrible for audio. I'd imagine at this point, yeah, people are just asking, when is he going to take off the mask mm. so we can enjoy the audio medium? Oh, you see, but I'm what I'm enjoying is the scent of sushi and coffee <laughs> that is rebounding inside yeah. of the plastic cage. Back, back inside. Let me take this off. All right, yeah, here yeah. we go. Here we go. Now I'm just Sonic. Now I am just... Now you're... <laughs> Hey. Now you're Kim Gordon with a mustache. Yay! <laughs> he came on. I live in Seattle. <laughs> right? Now they're in New York. You're in New York, Ben. All right. Welcome to the 19th annual Listener Pasta episode. 19th? No, I don't know. <laughs> but I know that it's good. You guys sent in some really good stuff. Yeah, send in some great stuff. Some we, very imaginative stuff. I think. Which is what that, I like. I always like, I like very imaginative very weird creepy pasta that's that's what I, that's my bag cuz you know why genuinely creepy is probably one of the hardest things i think in literature to achieve yeah you know because uh, you know richard matheson probably one of my favorites like hell house have you ever read richard matheson no genuinely frightening like that book fucked me up stephen king still got it every once in a while like he'll creep you out you every know? once like, in a while i just read uh, reread christine have you ever read christine i don't not since like high school christine it's not scary in any oh, way no. whatsoever anything because- about evil cars <laughs> is not that good <laughs> and it's just it, because it's so distracting because the whole time the main character arnie keeps using the phrase shitters He's like just- he keeps saying everyone shitters because that's how you know that the old man who owned ronald LeBay. The man who owned Christine before <laughs> yeah. Arnie, that's how you know he's taking over, he's possessing him and taking over his body because he keeps calling everyone that he doesn't like shitters. Shitters. Stephen King likes to attribute very specific turns of phrases yeah. to things because that's how he delineates character. And he always has one psychic old black man mm-hmm. and one psychic child. No matter what, <laughs> we're watching Rose Red. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It's basically kind of a ripoff of, of Richard Matheson's Hell House, but it's also, it's really good. It's about a bunch of psychic going to basically uh, investigate a super dangerous haunted house together and try to find proof of psychic activity inside of this home. Wasn't that also 13 ghosts? Very similar. Well, that was a ghost jail. <laughs> Remember that? that was a ghost jail with a ghost, ghost with very large boobies. Yeah, in it. it was a ghost jail, but I thought that it was a bunch of paranormal investigators going to the ghost yes, jail. Yes, but it was a ghost jail. That's true. And then they, this one, Rose Red, is more like the Winchester house because it's about a house of many, many rooms. No one's really sure how many rooms are in there. Go in one day, it's 54. Go in another day, it's 97. <laughs> Which is incredible. Very, very incredible. It's very spooky indeed. So but before we begin today's listener pasta, I'm going to remind you of what you need to do. All right. So if you're home, number one, get yourself real spooked out. Remember that when you are away from your home, if someone's been watching you for a very long time, you don't know how predictable you are and how pattern based you are. It's a primate. Yeah. You don't you just don't understand. You think you're uh, this this unpredictable, not like me. I am unpredictable. But you think you're a you're shot of lightning. You get caught in a bottle, right? But no, 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 no. You're basically a little computer program that people figure out really easily, especially if they've been watching you for a very long time. And so, especially if you're home tonight alone, 
especially if you're a single person. You have no one that love you or care for you. Right? Are you going to find the person that loves and cares for you? But not tonight. Not tonight. Tonight, no. tonight you're going to... Is there a cat in the next room? It's a cat one. But I want you to remember that, like, just so easy, especially if you have the patience of Job. Yeah. To find a place inside of your home to wait for you. For your last moments of relaxation that you have right before you go to sleep. And then you spring a trap upon you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of trap? Like a, oh, by spring the trap, you mean like there's a jack in the box they've hidden somewhere inside the house and they're waiting for you to come upon the jack in the box and then you open it up and then just spring literally springs out? You say that like that wouldn't be like genuinely frightening. That would be the worst thing ever. Like, and it's hacky. In your imagination. It's hacky, but that's the thing. If you, but if you were, if you walked into your house and you found a massive, like, obvious jack-in-the-box Oh, box, you gotta but, leave. Yeah, but no, but are you going to call the police? No, you're not going to call the police. What are you going to do? Are you going to call your friend? Like, what are you going to do with the jack-in-the-box box? Email sidestorieslpotl <laughs> at gmail.com because we're the only people going to be able to help you. Yeah, if a ma- mysterious jack-in-the-box appears in your house, because what do you do with it? What do you do? Honestly, you call up a gullible friend. Yeah, to go like oh, you call up, you know, like Jerry. Jerry, like and all of a sudden, Jerry's are be like, "Oh yeah, I love an experience." <laughs> like Jerry, like the kind of person that like just signs up for a Groupon, not knowing what it is. <laughs> be like, "Yeah, I'm in the Westchester area." <laughs> Whoa! I wonder when it's going to pop out. <laughs> You know, I was thinking maybe I'd order a pizza. Papa John's, yeah, can I get pepperoni? Yeah. Yeah, can I get a medium and a Coca-Cola? Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, I'll take some garlic bread as well, some crazy bread. Yeah, if you could. All right, thanks. See you at 30. Oh, my God. Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. You sprung it. But also smoke weed. Yeah. If you haven't already. We're going to get really fucking spooky here. Yeah, I'm going to get spooky, going to get strange, going to get real weird, because it's it's the weird. That's what I love. Let's start it. Do you want to start with something weird? Yeah, I'd love to. All right. And this is from you. This is from the listener. You did the work. Yeah, this is from Dane LeBourne. This is a story called Red Right Hand. This is very reminiscent to me of Ice Cream Man. Ooh. Ooh, the comic book? The comic book, yeah. The moon was hanging low in the sky, casting an eerie glow onto the streets as the man walked, clutching the duffel bag he was carrying closer to him as he passed closed-down storefronts and boarded-up windows. This part of the city, and most of its inhabitants, had been all but forgotten, left to rot and crumble as time dragged on. The man turned down a dark alleyway, ignoring the sleeping shape at the entrance. The derelict was of no concern to him. He had very important business, cool. and his timetable would not allow for anything fun to happen, no matter how badly his body ached for it. It's fucking call capitalism, dog. America, dog. His left hand closed ever tighter around the handle of the duffel, knuckles going white with the strain. His other absentmindedly drifted into his pocket, sliding along the edge of his only true love, her cold steel sending shivers of his arm yeah. as his eyes came to rest on his goal. A red oil drum was turned over a few feet from him, the remnants of the last fire it held spilling out onto the ground. He set the duffel down and set the drum upright, flipping it upside down, leaving him with a flat, circular workspace. This'll do nicely, he thought, and in spite of himself, 
A smile began to creep over his face. Oh, very Jojo. He leaned down and unzipped the bag, carefully removing his prize. He tended to his tableau with the careful care and precision of an artist, positioning each aspect of it just so. After all, each object in his macabre still alive had a very real purpose. It was this above all that guided him in his choice of location to unveil his first masterpiece. Cool. Right. As he put the finishing touches on everything that was sitting atop the oil drum, another smile crept across his face. This is what he longed for for such a long time. It was finally time, and he was beginning to place his pieces on the board. But you see this with all of the weird things that are on your desk. <laughs> it's like the same thing. You have your little goblins and you have your little toys that you play with and your toothpicks and your gums. I love my goblins. You do love your little goblins. I got so many goblins. It's like little trinkets. You're like a, like a weird crow. I am like a crow. I love a, a crow who collects goblins. If you want to know what my spirit animal is, it's a crow who collects goblins. It's you. That's racist. <laughs> Back to the story. This elated him. And still smiling, he bent down and took out the jar, the dark substance within sloshing up onto the sides. Unscrewing the lid, he carefully removed it and set it off to one side, grabbing the paintbrush he had set down upon removing the jar from his bag. Taking only a moment of pleasure for himself, he lowered his face to the jar, his nose just passing the rim, and inhaled deeply. <laughs> A shudder ran through him as he breathed in the coppery clean smell, and he felt a renewed sense of edification running through him. Whoa, is this, this blood? Was, this was right. This blood? This felt good. <laughs> Nothing that felt this good could be anything but wonderful. Gripping the paintbrush, he turned his attention to the wall behind the drum. Dipping the tip of his brush in the thick oozing substance, he wrote this first message to the world. The thick, hot, red dripping down. As he rode on. As he finished, the thought occurred to him. He had never before felt so wonderful, so proud. Not of anything he'd done up to that point. Sad. Sometimes you, you just find the right thing. The tears. I understand. Stepping back, he looked at his work, his art. His pride swelled as his eyes surveyed the neat scene before him. Two hands, clasped in prayer. The blood congealing around the wrist where he had liberated them from the rest sat on the forefront of top two books, the King James Bible and a school world copy of Paradise Lost by Milton. Deep. He's juxtaposing themes. Behind these sat a tall, thick, red candle. Wrapped around that and pressed just slightly into the wax was a blood-red rosary. The man struck a match and leaned in, setting the wick of the candle alight. Now shining in the dim glow of the candle, his stolen words stood out against the rest of the brick, darker red, and almost menacing under the dull light. Almost menacing? There's two <laughs> severed hands on top of the Bible and the fucking, and paradise lost. And there's a red candle with a rosary burned into it. It's almost menacing? These are the words that would start this dark game. What if the fire that kindled those grim fires awakened should blow them? Into sevenfold rage and plunge us in the flames, or from above should intermingled vengeance arm against his red right hand to plague us. Very wordy. Three out of five stars. Gathering his things, the man turned and walked back along the alley, casting one last, almost long, and look at his work, at his prize. The man left. <laughs> there was more. Much more to be done. And his playmates would join in. 
So next time, I gotta get some feet. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. Thank you. No, no, the, 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 that he, greeting was great. Oh yeah, no, no, the, he did great. Yeah, yeah. Dane, Dane LeBourne. That was great. Red so, right hand by Dane LeBourne. Thank you so much, Dane. So he was an artist. He was an artist. And yeah. This is, yeah. But you know, honestly, I wish I could feel that level of satisfaction. Yeah, from from painting a mural outside. I mean, I, I know we know a lot of people who do paint murals that yeah. are our listeners. So if you ever felt anything like that, if you want to do something like that, I'll take it. Side stories, lpotlgma.com. I will produce that. And if you have a secret prayer that you say at the end of every single mural that you paint for, you know, kindling the grim fires and the arms of vengeance and red right hands, then fucking go on before you, man. Yeah, I, you're I'm, probably right I'm now down with you. You're somewhere in Iowa City just going like, <laughs> please let there be another axe throwing microbrewery. <laughs> Chinese restaurant at this right. Please, for the love of God, bring me Asian fusion <laughs> so that I may paint another mural. Right from your grave. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Summer. The best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Bravo. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison to prior classic burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, now it's time for mine. It's the Corn Man. <laughs> this is good. And it's by Corn Man. Corn Man! Corn Man! Yeah. Get the corn, it's in, in your hand. hand. Butter, salt it up and get me ham. 
<laughs> all right, here we go. Perfectly done. It all started with five slices of pizza. I was a kid then. I didn't know the consequences. But I had five big hits of that extra cheese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big slices. It was about three days later when I first felt a problem. Tell me about it. Discomfort in my sides and pressure in my butt. I knew what the symptoms meant. Smart man. Oh, yeah. I tried a few different things to pass the cheese. <laughs> Swallowed prune juice, swirled fiber powder, and gobbled lettuce. But nothing was effective until I tried corn. <laughs> the key, man, honestly, smoke a bowl. I shit every time I smoke a bowl. Really? First thing. That's interesting. You smoke a bowl in the first... So it, it relaxes me. It relaxes your anus. My anus. It, I do really think it does. Interesting. Never for sex, but for shit. <laughs> now, the first can was easy. I spooned the kernels while I prayed a silent prayer, wishing my constipation to cease. It was savory and sweet. But the idea of relief was sweeter. The second can hurt. Not supposed to eat two cans in a city. So that's not actually technically all. This is just like adding buckshot. <laughs> right? This is not supposed to help. Adding a bunch of corn to my bloated stomach was painful. The yeah. cheese fought a war inside my colon. I hoped it was losing. The next day, I had my answer. After removing one leg from my jeans and praying to whatever God was watching over me, I pushed out the longest log I've ever seen. I know what I know what they mean by removing one leg from the jeans. Do you ever do that? That's prison. <laughs> you have to do that in prison. No, I don't do it in prison. I no, do but it. No, that's it, what it, you see when you shit in prison. You're supposed to make sure you don't have the, the pants around your legs because that's how guys like. I know that. I'm talking about my non-prison life. Oh, do you see this at home? <laughs> yeah, you take one leg out of the jeans so you can spread your legs are, uh, out further. So that way, because that's, I'm not, not everyone Buddy. is an easy of a shitter as you. You shit like five times a day. Yeah. Some people say it's too much. Yeah. Also, buddy, I want to say shit naked. I love shit naked. It's my favorite. It's so, it's, it is my, one of my favorite things in the world. Dude. I love it. Kick it over. <laughs> shit naked. Sleep naked. <laughs> watching the fucking dogs naked. Do all those things naked. them naked. Yeah. <laughs> now that brown floater bobbed in the ivory commode. As I wiped my ass, I looked down to discover the turd had rolled into a semicircle. Hmm. On the upward-facing side, corn kernels were embedded in the brown, yam-shaped poopy. At first, I hadn't noticed anything out of the ordinary besides the sheer amount of yellow dot in the stool. Understandable. But as it lazily rotated, I made an amazing discovery. A series of numbers spelled in corn kernels emblazoned on my turd. After the fear subsided, right, that's the lottery. First of all, you got to take that right to the Powerball. <laughs> I hurriedly jotted down what was written. Twelve digits, twelve numbers spelled in corn in my dookie. An ominous feeling washed over me as I flushed. I did not wash my hands. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. Years passed without incident. Wow. I didn't realize there was a big time drop in there. <laughs> I did not realize years yeah. passed. Years passed. No, it, it's, there's a lot of, it's a, it's a story that reaches across space and time. This is a, a epic. And I had forgotten that fateful day. I don't know how. But I carried on, navigating the pitfalls of young adulthood. The corn and pizza were a distant memory. And the scribbled note was tucked away, much like the trauma of that plop. While in college, I learned how to read coordinates. 
<laughs> Latitude and longitude. <laughs> Two sets of numbers. Six yeah. numbers a set. Twelve digits. Yeah. I realized what had manifested in my colon years prior. Coordinates. Location. Destiny. An oracle that had made home in my guts. His paper, a turd, his ink, a kittle. Mm-hmm. Now, I rushed home and searched for the coordinates. I'll spare you the exact location. Oh, you shouldn't have. Because actually, that'd be interesting. I'd say thank you, because I know what happens next. I, I know, know, but I still would like to say, I don't know how he's writing it, though. <laughs> so we'll, we'll figure that out later. Right? On a lonely stretch of road between two small towns, I neared my destination. The GPS felt like a bomb ticking down. Mm-hmm. And what laid before me as the timer reached zero, I did not know. Curiosity overcame my dread as I parked the car. Twilight was approaching, and the sun was barely visible against the dusty, dry landscape. I walked about 20 yards to reach a withered cornfield. A sweet odor hung stale in the air as my feet crunched against the dirt. With an unsure final step, I reached my coordinates. I was terrified, but there was nothing there, nothing that distinguished this location from another. Ah, perhaps you didn't go to the correct coordinates. You no. obviously just learned coordinates in college. I feel like it should be called coordinates. <laughs> it's coordinates. I waited for something to happen, and what I expected, I could not guess. And as I turned toward my car, a croaking voice called to me. I swiveled, tripping on the broken stalks. A man stood before me, three feet from my shaking body. He was jaundiced, as yellow as coal. He was not unlike a husk. His hair was thin and translucent and yellowed. His buttery teeth were crooked in his angry gums. His eyes were sunken and sorrowful. His cheeks were pronounced and tight. And in summary... He was all kinds of gross. He smiled a terrible smile, and he spoke to me once more. You came! It was the coordinates. (laughs) He laughed a wheezing laugh. (laughs) I blinked. (laughs) That is good. He was gone. And I rotated, expecting him to reappear, but he was no more. I ran into my car, and I started the engine. Vroom, 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 vroom. And with the engine, vroom, 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 vroom. I sped it off, putting as many miles between myself and that shell of a man. I approached a small town that I passed an hour before, but nothing looked familiar. I lied to myself. A lot of, a lot of plastic hair is going to Yeah. I lied to myself, thinking it was stress-induced fugue. But after another hour of driving, I was convinced something was wrong. I noticed the cornfields that dotted the flat terrain were more frequent. Mm. Soon the healthy corn became frail and withered. Oh. The gaps between the cornfields became closer and closer. Eventually, the corn engulfed the landscape. Mm. I drove as fast as my car would allow, but the road was cracked and rough. Oh. Patches of brown weeds drove into the asphalt, and the corn continued. I like it. The corn! <laughs> the fields were indistinguishable <laughs> from the road. The wall of corn slowed the car, and I stopped. I kicked open the door and I ran towards the road, but there was no end to the sinister corn. My run slowed to a walk, and my walk became a saunter. I wandered for hours, but I could not escape the corn. I stumbled through the sea of corn for weeks. I was exhausted, delirious, thirsty, hungry at my sides. I was somehow still alive. Wow. You gotta eat the corn. Get a lighter or something. Corn's all rotted, though. I guess so. Months pass. My it's hands... like you've just been reading this without paying attention at all. I am just saying they're corn. I still think there might be some good corn. <laughs> okay. Months pass. My hands became shriveled. My dehydrated skin became a sickly yellow. And my hair was colorless and dirty. My fingernails were the color 
dried corn. <gasps> I was he. I am he. I am become the corn man. <laughs> Many years passed in that endless corn. Countless days of thirst without water and hunger without tendies. Though I had no tendies, I was growing stronger. I whispered to the colonels and they delighted in my schemes. They relished my misgivings and craved suffering. I asked the corn to arrange itself into poopies. And they obeyed with cunning delight. Two sets of numbers. Six numbers a set. Twelve digits. They spread my message. For another corn man, a new master of corn was owed. So next time you eat a bunch of corn, remember these words well. Twelve digits on a log is a master do. Twelve digits in a turn is the master you. That was good. <laughs> I love the run. It's because of the couplet. No, the run, The couplet at the end is what makes the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Twelve digits on a log is <laughs> yeah. a master do. I love that. Twelve digits in a turn is the master you. Because so, okay, so in the corn man lore... The Every point, corn man is replaced by a, the previous corn man that was brought to him by eating a lot of corn. Yeah, but that's the, but it seems to me that the whole point of the corn man is just to have because the corn man doesn't seem to do anything besides bringing another corn man to the field, yeah, just, so another corn man can be made. It, it feels like the corn man doesn't serve any other purpose. It's like pet insurance or something. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those where you're like, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's it's capitalism. It's just, it's just bringing it. The only point of the corn man is to make another corn man. And there's no real reason why we have a corn man. Well, maybe the corn man is, I guess, technically it's about moving cans of corn because the guy decided whoever originally began the cycle was eating cans and cans and cans of corn because he was constipated. He only ate two cans of corn, though. And that's not yes. that much. That's what, $1.50? I guess, well, I guess that's what corn costs a long time ago. But yeah, like two cans of corn, that can't be more than four bucks. Uh, maybe this is just is it about ethanol. Maybe it's an inflation thing. This is something maybe about... two cans of corn cost six bucks now. No, I don't know. I mean, it's, we're starting to sound like the Mrs. Blue <laughs> from Arrested <laughs> Development. This reminds me of the movie In the Tall Grass. Ah, you see that? It's about evil grass. Evil in the tall. I have never. It's really good. Okay, yeah, you can still get a can of corn for a dollar. Hey, man, and that ain't scary at all. I thought the can, I thought cans of corn were like way higher. Than no, that. no, man. I, I thought inflation had fucked up cans of corn. I make this thing called um, Natalie's mush mm -hmm. that she likes. It's like it's, it's beans, corn, tofu lumps, and then I put it over brown rice. Right, I make it's basically burrito bowl, mm -hmm. but it does gain the consistency of mush. So I do fairly buy. I buy not to brag, but I pay, I buy corn fairly often. <laughs> Hmm. We're just not a corn family. You got to get in, in our, our house. Our house doesn't have a lot of corn in our diet. I so. just like seeing it. I like seeing it in my shit. Mostly we just eat broccoli, asparagus, and carrots. I do that. I'm with Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Well, let's well, get to that. Let's just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just. Yeah. Boy, this Spider-Man costume. It's really like I do love. <laughs> An air a skin tight costume. I do love it. I oh, love sure, it. Oh, sure, me too. But no, me, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just after I so almost long. brought my Spider Man costume, which would have been hilarious. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to wear IP. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, maybe we could have just put it. Oh, the, whatever. Why? The, why are they in your life? It's weird. I don't know. This next story is called Strange Milk. It's by wow. Sydney. Yeah, corn and milk and milk. And for some reason, I don't know why. When I read this story, a specific voice struck me. Good. Like, I love that. Because I feel 
that the protagonist is German. Perfect. I heap three spoonfuls of powdered milk, blast them with hot tap water, and drink directly from the Pyrex measuring cup. No clean glasses. I haven't done the dishes since Mary left. I hate milk, or face half. But it's the only remedy I haven't tried. I tap my phone. It's 3.14 a.m. I never do get back to sleep. Have you ever had powdered milk? No. In water? No. That's gross. It sounds awful. Hours later, I lock my front door and immediately step in cat shit. Fuck me. That's why it's German. My landlord leers from his porch. Morning, I grunt. Guten Morgen. Bell tinkling around its neck, the cat weaves through Roy's work boots. He owns multiple properties, but dresses like a plumber. I dress like this because I have to. Looking a little peaked, son, Roy says. Sick? I didn't sleep. I got something for that. He raises a cat-shaped mug. No, I say. Nine, Dunker. When my boss asks me what smells like shit, I tell him it's me. Mm. Which is risky. It is. I've been on thin ice here for a bit, but he finds it hilarious. He jokes I could use cukes to warn the cat off. Then he shows me videos of cats frightened by cucumbers. He leans heavily into my arm. His shampoo smells like Mary's. <laughs> Never say it about your boss. <laughs> <laughs> when I get home, all my dishes are clean. Someone's let themselves in. Jingle, jangle. Jingle, 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 jingle. From out of the bathroom slinks the cat. There's shit in my tub. I fling him outside where he lands neatly, tinkles his bears and skirts off. I'm at Roy's front door, seething. But I owe him rent, so I knock gently. God, I didn't, I do not want this tenant. I'm, this is why I'm not, he's being a landlord. This is fucking a dumb idea, man. When he answers, he studies my eye bags. I got something for that. The inside of his house is covered, sitting to carpet with cats. Ceramic cats doing yoga. Cat clock darting its eyes right, left, right, left. From a gallon freezer bag, he spoons beige powder into a tabby mug with a striped tail for a handle. I don't know what I'm drinking, but it fleeces my veins with warmth. My vibes, he says to the mug. All this was hers. Passed a year ago now. Couldn't take any of it down. I think I would. I would. You if Natalie would. covered the whole house in, in cats in and then cats. she died. Yeah. I don't think you would. Yeah, I guess I'd be destroyed. Yeah, you'd be destroyed. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. I think you would You would sell the house with the cat still on the wall before you take the cats I'd down. I'd take it all back, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be destroyed. My lips are too wet and fat-seeming. But through them, I mumble sorry. Abruptly, I tell him I can't take it anymore. The, the cat. Yeah. The cat. Roy shrugs. Linda had him chipped, mm. he says, so he can come and go. Our surrogate son. I take a drink. I tell him I found my door unlocked yesterday. His voice sounds far off. Is that unit you're renting? It was her studio. In fact, it's where they found her. You gotta keep it clean. That's all I ask. What? Where they found her? Your generation's got no respect for property. Dirtying it up. Gonna get arrested. Place infested. God, I would kill for a resting place, I say. I would kill for any place to own a house. 
any of your stupid houses or these stupid cat tchotchkes. You did my dishes, fucker. I know you did. <laughs> my hand doesn't feel like mine. The mug is in pieces on the floor. Now I'm outside where the ground passes below me in strobes. I go to my bed, face down on Mary's shirt. When I open my eyes, my circus mind is at a standstill. My That's very German. <laughs> That's also very German. My circus mind is at a standstill. My limbs glide like electric meat instead of sandbags. Cool. All I can think on the ride to work is that Roy's fixed me. If I can swing it, I'll pay next month's rent in full on time. I vow to replace his mug. The full night's sleep goes to my head. I get too cocky. My boss asks if his cucumber idea worked out. I make an indelicate joke. Mm. I know the moment his smile fades, I messed up. Yeah. The email comes as I'm about to clock out. There's a meeting tomorrow morning. Will I bring in any company property I might have at home? On my way back, I forget to buy the mug. Yeah, man, you've been laid off, dog. Uh, oh, I don't know that yet, but I will know on Monday for def- sure. You're definitely laid off, dude. It's enough where uh, I forget to buy the mug. Then I told my landlord I would buy him a new cat mug. Yeah, but it's but not going to be this same cat mug. Because- it's fucking over, dude. I remember when I got laid off because I remember that I had to book the small conference room for my boss. He had me book it that day, and then he called me into the conference room that I booked, and then he fired me in it. Oof. That's a bad Monday. Yeah, I was needed to be fired. I was a very bad employee. <laughs> My door is unlocked again, but I don't notice. What I do notice is the smell of feces. In the bathroom, I find the cat squatting over Mary's shirt. A noise escapes me. <gasps> the cat hisses. My rage propels him outside into the street where a car flattens him like a boot on a soda can. At the clinic, I give the okay to euthanize. I don't take the body, but clench the jingle bell collar. The receptionist holds me while I sob. Also a German sentence. <laughs> receptionist the receptionist holds me while I sob. <laughs> See, this is why I heard it. This is why when I read this, I heard a German voice. Yes. I hide the collar in my nightstand, throw Mary's shirt in the trash, then pile six spoonfuls of condensed milk into the sour measuring cup. I drink it down in huge throaty gasps. <laughs> Rivulets stream down my mouth, mixing with my tears. For the first time, I notice the powdered milk isn't in its store pot pouch. That is a very difficult, all very in the dead. Store pot pouch. <laughs> I notice the powdered milk isn't in its store pot pouch, but in a freezer bag. Do you remember, do you remember the freezer bag from earlier? I do. I'm yes. asking you, do you remember, yes. the, yes. do you remember the freezer back? Yes, I'm it's, sure they do. It's an earlier thing that was boom, important. It was, in wrapping the, it, around. it was in the landlord's house. It's wrapping. Just so you'd remember. As I slide to the floor, my vision grays out around a pair of steel-toed work boots. Oh, God. Later, I stir briefly in his arms. The collars loops through his fingers. Had him chipped, I think. Surrogate son. I come to in a basement, my hairs crusted, chin tight with dried milk. My hands are bound. Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle. I reach up to finger the bell around my neck. Oh, shit. He's a fucking cat, dude. He's a fucking, he's turned into a cat, man. He made him his cat. <laughs> Some days pass. 
I shake at the bottom of the stairs. After I am good and quiet, I am permitted to come up. He sets a saucer of true milk on the floor. Oh, the true milks that I have so vaunted so long. Yeah, true milk. True milk, not the powdered, not from even a, the, regu- the regular Milk of can. lies. <laughs> Liar's milk. Bring me my true milk. <laughs> on my knees, I lap it up, filling my vivid stomach. It's morning again. It's a kitchen. It's clean. It's a kitchen. It's ours. Whoa. The cat clock ticks on the wall, casting its eyes. Left, right, left, right, left, right. I lean my head against him. His fingers find my ear. At long last, I sleep. Man, I'd be a cat. That's easy life, dude. Yeah, man. Just fucking waiting around to the landlord. Because he's a landlord, man. He's got all kinds of properties. But the thing is, is that what the only thing I don't I like that story a lot, I love actually. that. I fucking love that story. So my question is, is so like, so it's insinuating it's a cycle. Again, another one that it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. But the first cat was a normal cat. The first cat was a normal cat, yes. So uh, now he's just collecting a cat man. Yes, now he's collecting a cat because man. Because he killed the cat. Because he killed the cat, yes. And because it was his... That's his replacement. It was surrogate his wife's son. surrogate son. It was his wife's cat. His wife loved cats. And so as punishment for some... Both of them loved powdered milk. And I, I, that's something there. Yeah, that's where you go. The <laughs> beginning of this. Because I thought that this was going to be a milk-based story. No, and I love the... Because it's strange, strange milk. Strange I like milk. It because it's strange, strange milk. Strange milk. We're getting you all this milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that. Yeah, yeah, it's milk that is because it's the powdered milk Was that turns poisoned? him into a cat. But he's not turned into a cat. I do, is it like the Murder a- Fist sketch, Percival? Is it just a man dressed as a cat? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> is that it's just and now a man is just being treated like a cat? Yeah, and then he fired him from work, so that then no one will know and care that he's gone. So, but I think that he does get turned into a cat because he stirs briefly in his arms unless he, the man That's is That's why I think he's holding, holding a big man dressed as a cat. <laughs> a big, yeah. weird German man. Okay, also, and he does say, I reach up to finger the bell yeah, around my neck. Yeah, his hands are bound. His hands are bound, yes. Yeah, so he does, he is, my hair is crusted, chin tight with, yeah, yeah, cat, cats don't have hands. Not as far it, as I know. <laughs> I mean, what you say, isn't that one video where it's cat has hands? I don't, Isn't there like a YouTube video that's famous where a cat has hands? I don't know, but I do like the image of a cat that has that still walks on all fours yeah. like a cat, but it has human hands. The cat with hands. It's an old YouTube video. Look, you can see, look, it's got this cat. It's got little baby hands like this. You see that? It's cool. It's, it's all right. <laughs> I think it's cool. No, like you claymation. no, you go, but you don't give a cat full human hands. You give a cat tiny human hands. See, I like the full human hands. I think it's disconcerting. No, oh, now you, look, it turns a man into a cat. That's fun, but I think it's more disconcerting if you give the cat like a four-year-old's hands. Like if the cat's hand, if the if the cat's hands yeah, are the I don't same like that. size as its paws. Can you imagine a cat with a full adult man's dick? <laughs> That would be weird. Like full dick and balls yeah. in the bottom of the cat. No, have you? One of my favorite uh, old internet blogs is Liarstown USA. Mm-hmm. And he. 
Yeah, a whole calendar <laughs> of cats with fucking human dicks involved. No, it was birds with dicks. Okay. It was birds with dick <laughs> I love it. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> birds with human dicks. I'm looking this up. Just look up birds with dicks calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> birds with human penises. <laughs> That's a visual joke that you can't hear. You can't. You just look it up yourself. Oh, and you're gonna... oh that is good. That's oh. a huge guy. Yeah, just look oh, up. That's good. Oh. Uh. Oh, all right. All right, here we go. God bless. I love to see it. I love, love human it imagination. The internet used to be good. It used to, yeah, Liarstown USA, he actually released oh. a whole book. It's <laughs> incredible. From your grave. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. No, uh, here we go. Here we go. This is a real story. This really happened. It's called This One's for Kaylee by Taylor Favor. When I entered the contest on Patreon to win one of the 100 in-person tickets to the last podcast and left network talent show live stream, I was not expecting to win. And when I got the email with my ticket, I almost didn't believe it was real. I was going to attend the newest live stream. We're all the people, even all the interns. We don't have interns. We don't have interns. It's a we, liability. We pay every single person that a we employ. A living wage. A living we wage. Give them health insurance. Yes. Right? So that they're indebted to us. <laughs> right? They're, they need us. Yeah, because the system is broken. Yes. And then we're going to be showcasing a talent that they have. This is a great idea, though, actually. I'm not doing this. I, you don't want to? No, I don't want to do this. You're always get, trying to get me to do stuff. Yeah, man. I already I'm, got enough stuff to do. Content. I have so much shit to do. The never-ending maw of content chews and chews <laughs> and swallows and shit. I have so many duties and things to do every week already. You said duties. <laughs> you just want to buy one more. Now you want to do a fucking talent show. Hey, what are you working on now? <laughs> working on Los Angeles. That's ah! what it is. What are you working on now? Ah! Here we go. See? Here we go. <laughs> The night of the show came, and I was so anxious. I showed up, and the atmosphere was much more relaxed and chill than I was expecting. Yeah, that's what everyone says. It's chill, man. Everyone, everyone is always so anxious and weirded out, and we're very normal. It's people. a very good time. It's a good time. I grabbed a drink from the open bar. Open bar. It was very expensive for us. Oh, yeah. And I they tried to that. mingle with the 99 other fans who had won a place here. Soon, Holden stepped up on stage. and announced that we, we would settle in because the talent show would start soon. Then he immediately belted out a somewhat impressive karaoke version of My Humps by Fergie. Hmm. I think he'd probably do Get It Started, but the original one. 
Yeah, but I do. <laughs> Yeah, not not the woke <laughs> not version. The woke version. Not the woke version of Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas. The original. It's really hard unaltered. to find out in karaoke. It's fine to hard to find in karaoke. <laughs> well, um, that's a good thing about karaoke, though, is you can say whatever. Whatever you, <laughs> you want. You can put whatever words you want into that song. And as he finished, everyone applauded. The lights started dim, and he announced that we would be officially starting the evening with Natalie doing an aerial performance. I was so happy. I had been wanting to see her in person for so long. Yeah. And I had a great spot in the crowd. I was close enough to the front that I could see the stage perfectly, but not too close to where Henry and Marcus were mingling with the other people from the network and some fans. Mm, mingling. Mm. I wanted to introduce myself, of course, but I was waiting until the throng of people trying to get their attention thinned so that I had a chance of actually getting close. You know how it is with us celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I have many times in my life had to deal with... Yeah, throngs is a, a big... It's, it's, it's a, a big part of my life. Dealing with throngs, I would say, takes up... 60% most of, of most my of my, Most of my days thrown. <laughs> now, I watched Natalie. She started performing, and there I saw her look towards where Henry was standing, and her facial expression went curious for a split second. I looked over at the small crowd that still surrounded the boys, and I only saw Marcus. Hi! That explained the look on Natalie's face. Where was Henry? <laughs> I scanned the crowd, and that's when I saw it. Henry was nestled up, Looking cozy in the corner with another woman chatting per ferociously. Or hey now, hey. Who chats? How do you chat ferociously? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I've done that. I have done that. You have, yeah. I've, I've chat. Hey, hey. Frar, yeah. frar, frar. Now I look back at Natalie frantically hoping she couldn't see what I was seeing from her vantage point on stage. Mm. We lock eyes as if she could read my thoughts. She immediately looked directly at Henry and the woman he was talking to in the corner. Her face contorted into what I can only describe as a snarl. <laughs> The crowd didn't seem to notice, but they paid attention when she stopped her act and called two members of security on stage. She whispered something into their ears and smiled. They continued with the act. A few murmurs spread through the crowd. They were still deeply enthralled by her and kept watching. Security guys had grabbed the woman and brought her onto the stage. I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> the woman had... Let me ask you, did you read this in advance? I, I know. I, I... <laughs> the woman Henry had been canoodling with in the corner was Casey Anthony. <laughs> this this had to be part of the show somehow. It's been in South Florida because I don't think she leaves South Florida. No, she doesn't. Like the great actress she has proven herself to be, Casey was doing an incredible job at looking scared. Security <laughs> security held Casey places Natalie's assistant prepared for her part of the finale where Natalie would be ablaze. Is that a part of her show? You she has been set on fire for photos and stuff. She, sure, did, photos, she yeah. did flaming aerials and stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's cool. It's dangerous. I don't know why she does it. I don't know. Very scary. Her legs caught fire and she immediately wrapped them tightly around Casey's neck. Yeah, fuck yeah. Casey started to panic. I was starting to think this wasn't a planned part of the show. Natalie's muscular thighs were squeezing Casey's now also flaming head. Her face was turning purple. That's when Natalie squeezed her thighs together with what seemed like superhuman strength and pulled upward as hard as she could, pulling herself higher with her arms as Casey's neck began to stretch like silly putty. Casey's hair was falling off in flaming clumps as the skin in her neck ripped apart. You could hear the tendons stretching and snapping. People in the crowd began to vomit. It was horrifying, but we couldn't look away. Natalie pulled Casey's head off her body with so much force that it flew off the stage and landed somewhere behind the crowd. That's it. <laughs> That's where it ends. Yeah, it just ends. Just what killed was, her. What was the rest of the talent show like? I think then I probably sang. Yeah, and then I think you probably. Uh, what you? What would you do? I don't really have set the match with your feet again. Yeah, well, that's I'm. I tried to recreate that for the subathon, 
I really was just a lot. It was a lucky day. You say this, but I think it's just about right time, right place. Yeah. Being in the zone. You can make a lot of shit happen. I can if I can do a lot of strange things with my feet. I can control. I actually do like to use my feet quite a bit for you know various things. But I'm saying I think you could still do it. I can't. I mean, I can still do it. I just can't do it consistently because I went. I try. I practiced quite a bit. But it was at, you were at home. Now I was at home. But I feel like if you were on camera, forced to do it. You think that by I, me? I perform well under under pressure. Under pressure. Yeah, I do perform well under pressure. Yes. But um, but I you know. I feel like I have more to offer this world. I unfortunately no. I don't think. I, <laughs> I unfortunately no. Yeah. I th- well, if I okay, if I made it a a suite of feet based tricks, <laughs> then yes. Okay, then it would because that's what Marcus is. That's what my. That's okay, what he does. That's what, feet. Here he comes. He's doing his fucking feet thing. Feet stuff. That's that would be Ugh. that All would right, be now my that would be my talent is feet stuff. Your feet. Stuff. How do you like it? You push me. How do you like it now? Yeah, yeah, I'm upset. I did this. <laughs> All right, this next one. This one's by Daniel Brock. It's called. Well, you know what? I'm not going to say what it's called. Yeah, because then people might know. Because I think it'll because, bust the ending. Because I think yeah, I think it gives away the ending. Ending, but I, I'll give a hint. Okay. I don't know what to do. See, I almost went in and automatically. Automatically, but okay. I've been told I can be a bit of a negative Nelly. Some of my friends will even jokingly ask me, what's the WCS when we have a situation to handle? WCS, worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. WCS, what's the WCS, bro? I've never heard that before, but I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah. They do it out of love, but if they knew how right they were, I doubt they'd make jokes. Mm. My mind is full of horrible things that will never happen. Well, almost never. And that's the scariest part. Sooner or later, one of my thoughts will come true. So when I noticed my Adam's apple getting bigger, the thoughts came intruding. A goiter, bye-bye love life. Esophageal cancer, bye-bye life. Wow. What if I ate my twin in the womb and now it was growing in my throat? Bye-bye sanity. But even I couldn't guess what was actually beneath the bulbous protrusion of my throat. It took about a week for my rather soft and small Adam's apple to noticeably swell to almost British proportions. I find that statement to be untrue. I mean, I have seen, you mean to tell me that you have not seen, I've seen a bunch of hawk-necked <laughs> fucking British. Like that is very British. They got thin ass necks around. It. They do. They do. We do. But I, I, I still think it's yeah, British proportions. Fine. My friends noticed, but they didn't say anything. It was their turn to think the worst. But unlike me, they kept it to themselves. I tried to tell my parents and ask them about it. But I was in college out of state and they just assumed it was my WCS acting up. They didn't even acknowledge the picture I sent them, even though it looked like a ping pong ball was lodged in my neck. I can't say I blame them. They grew up with me after all. They know me. It was 19 days after I noticed the swelling that the shit hit the fan. By this point, it looked like I had swallowed a jawbreaker whole, like in that movie. Jawbreaker. Was that what that movie was about? No. But I think they choked her to death with the jawbreaker, I believe. That's fine. I just remember Rose McGowan's boobies in it. Yeah. That's mostly what you remember. Yeah, I was trying to get Natalie to dress as Rose McGowan from Scream with the boobies on it. Mm-hmm. She said no. <laughs> she, just, she, she's just wearing a green sweater and a, sh- and a skirt. Yeah. Because I 
do have that outfit memorized. No, me too. I know what you mean. But she said no. Yeah, she's not going to walk around all night with a garage no door. No with, with a yeah, garage door. No bra. Yeah. She was mad about it. Yeah. My friends and family, even my professors and classmates, completely ignore my condition, despite my almost constant cries for help. Help! 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 I was alone in my dorm when I began to choke. <laughs> Slowly at first, but the pressure mounted until I ran to the bathroom. My reflection was a disgusting mess of fear, panic, and the sweaty bulge of my neck. Then it moved. The bulge, it moved. Not down as I tried endlessly to swallow it, but up, up towards my mouth, towards freedom. I couldn't help but think it was finally happening. Wow. My waking nightmares coming wow. true. Something was inside me and wow. it was coming out. Through instinct, I ran to the toilet, drop it to my knees and throw the lid open. The feeling of it moving in the back of my throat was wow. terrifying. The roundness, the hardness, I gag. <laughs> but nothing, nothing happened. I gagged because I my stomach lunging into my throat. My head felt like it was going to implode. My ears went down from the strain. My eyes streamed as I gagged again. Yeah. <laughs> it was in my mouth. Stunned in my jaw. We've lost the words. I gagged. <laughs> We've lost the words. <laughs> I gagged again. A bile came up. Toilet water splashed my face as air rushed into my lungs. I coughed, crying, and gulped down air, falling away from the toilet. <clears throat> It was over. What was it? The worst. It was just beginning. It took a while for my anxiety to let me look over the wet rim of the toilet. Yeah. When I did. I'd be concerned. <laughs> I'd be like, this is, let's let the janitor handle this. When I did, my mind began to race. There in the water, mixed with some orange bile and a bit of blood streaked mm. through it was an egg. An egg! A whole intact egg. Whoa. That was when the thoughts came intruding. Had I somehow swallowed this egg whole? Uh, I had think I, you'd know that. Had I naturally birthed this egg, the insides of which were my self-fertilized spawn? Was this some kind of curse? A family secret? That would help explain my parents not acknowledging it. Yeah, sure. Was it even real? So your parents were like also vomiting up eggs? <laughs> maybe. That's the thing is that it's a family secret. Is that maybe my parents are vomiting up eggs, and but they're too ashamed to talk about vomiting up eggs. Although I don't know if it's if it's both of my parents, that would mean that they're either they're inbred or the egg curse is also an STD, like an It Follows. Are they all chickens? I would imagine probably just one of my parents has the egg curse. I would hope so, and then it's a recessive gene. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst thought came just as I fished the egg from the toilet water and held egg. it in my palm. It moved at my touch, so I knew it was very real. <laughs> the worst case scenario was this egg wasn't supposed to come out at all. <laughs> Probably not. What if it was meant to choke me to death? To silence me and my negativity once and for all? Mm. Why, after all, would the entire school not acknowledge my neck? <laughs> acknowledge my neck? <laughs> I, I, acknowledge please, my neck! Please, we've, Andrew, we've all asked you to please <laughs> stop screaming, acknowledge your neck. Acknowledge my neck. 
Were they sick of my brain? <laughs> Were they? Yes. For yes. McNaught, they would not acknowledge my neck because they are sick of my brain. I hate your brain. Where? Where are my friends? The egg moved again, almost in response to my screaming of my brain and my neck. Eventually, people have to pay attention. A sliver of a crack appeared in the shell. I would soon know what was inside. And when I did, if the egg burst the horror that I somehow knew it would, then everyone, friends and family included, would experience my worst case scenario. That's it. Yeah! <laughs> That's definitely the worst thing. I, I do feel like that, if you knew that that was your worst case scenario... That's fucking very specific. <laughs> That's extremely specific. Worst case scenario is an egg. I vomit. I up vomit an egg. an egg, and no one believes me. <laughs> that I have an egg, and, then, and it's gonna crack. And you the would egg send me to a mental hospital. <laughs> like if I said that to you, if I said being like, Marcus, you know that thought, like when you th- worry that you're gonna throw up an intact <laughs> egg, and then the egg's gonna crack, and then it's gonna be like, I imagine honestly in my head a little tiny man. <laughs> You'd probably be like, you know, Henry. We all been asking ourselves, been like. Why does Henry take a break? Yeah. It's like, do you know about like these, like exhaustion? That's like what they say. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like exhaustion. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could go to an exhaustion camp. <laughs> yeah. I just wear this wig. It's like stapled to my head. <laughs> I love that story. Again, I, lo- I, I love it. So many good, like, we- like weird. That's what I ones. love is weird. I want it to be weird and strange and unsettling. Um, I have this. This is a real story I want to tell. This is a quick one, though. All right. This is a real story. Takes place at McDonald's. <laughs> I like this story. I love this story. Because I had some ones. I have a bunch of other real ones. I think I'm actually going to save it for next week when we do side stories. Sure. Because we're going to do, like, it's going to be recorded on Halloween. But it's like, so I'll do a little bit of the leftover stuff that we have that it's like more reality based, but not as fun as the stuff that we've been reading. Because this, this is more theatrical. Very much. This is fun Halloween. That's why I'm wearing my Spider-Man story, costume. These stories. Those if I have stuff that it's like, you know, Several people who've seen Little Girl Ghosts, a couple other things. So it's like, well, that stuff does creep me out, especially because we've been covering it on the radio show on Open Lines mm-hmm. on Sirius XM, Mondays at 6 p.m. PST. We've been co- covering people's haunted st- stories of being haunted. It's been awesome. Really creepy shit. But, you know, the, we'll hit it next week. This one, though, this one's good. I was a teenager in the early 2000s. And this happened to a guy I knew named Jordan. Yeah, it's my middle name. Yeah, I know. Marcus Jordan Parks. Like <laughs> your fucking, uh, you know. It was in the West Edmonton Mall in Alberta. For those of you who don't know, it's something similar to the Mall of America with a water park and theme park. I think I remember this when we were in Alberta. There's like, they talked about this. You go see it? We went to Alberta? Long time ago. No, I think, it, okay, yeah, but isn't Alberta a, a oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Alberta, right? In Calgary. Okay. It's Calgary. We went to Calgary, which is in Alberta. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I think see. Edmonton is in Alberta, and Calgary's also in Alberta. It is in Alberta. We are, okay. Yes, we were All in Calgary. Right. Yeah, we were in Calgary. Yeah. Okay. But it was, yeah. it's, a, it's a cowboy town. Yeah, it is. No, it reminded me very much of Lubbock. Yes. Don't say that. You know what I mean? I, it reminded me of Lubbock back when Lubbock wasn't so Successful. mean. Successful. Because Calgary's a big city. Yeah, 
and so I mean, Lubbock is a town of like two hundred and forty thousand. Oh, I just forget it's not Rochester. Yeah, Rochester right. is the yeah, is, yeah. Is a horrible. Yeah, place. Lubbock, like, Calgary reminds me of Lubbock back when Lubbock was still cool. Got it. And it wasn't full of a uh, uh, horrible, um, mean, 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 mean people. Good contextual. Let's, let's go ahead addition. and say pre twenty sixteen. Sure, Lubbock. Sure, sure, sure. Actually, let's say like two thousand four. Generous. <laughs> Very generous. Yeah. Now, they call this the poor Canadian Disneyland. And especially back then, the early 2000s. Jordan and his friends were in the McDonald's, which was like a standalone restaurant fused to the mall. Yeah. He had to take a dump. Good. So he went to the McDonald's bathroom. Bad. And he goes to the stall and he sits down. And after a little while, he notices that someone enters the stall next to him. Suddenly, the guy next to him is wide-eyed, peering down at him over the top of the stall. Oh. And he's scared, so in panic, he stands up to try and get his pants back up and cover his dick. And in that short amount of time, the man jumps onto the floor, half slides into Jordan's stall. He reaches into Jordan's toilet, crams a handful of shit into his mouth. He then makes eye contact with Jordan and gives him a big shit-covered smile. Jordan is losing it. He runs out of the bathroom and told his friends that they have to get the fuck out of there. They ran to the mall, found security. Jordan was like, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> and he tells the story. The two security guards just look at one another. And one says, oh, God, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's back. Oh, God. I just when love- did you? I mean, I thought we got rid of him. Well, how many times is this now? Four times? I tell people <laughs> to stop shitting in the bathroom, right? I know you gotta, but you save it for home. Because all that guy is gonna do is make a menace of himself. He can't help. He wish he could help himself. He can't do it. He loves eating that fucking shit. Now, I know it inconveniences all the rest of us. But, but- we need to change the rules for this one man because we're too afraid to confront him. Because that's the problem. Said so that guy has held that place hostage. He really has for a very long time. I do want to look this up if there more man who eats shit i don't think he ever hit the news because if he hit the news i feel like i feel like we would have i feel like the person who sent us that email would have linked it dude mystery of the west edmonton mall poopy this is from reddit what around winter 2000 to 2003 i'm a young man pooping in the phase two public bathroom at wam i finish my biz and just about to flush a random guy slides into the barrier of the adjacent stall in the mine and snatches my fresh turds out of the bowl and shoves it in his mouth. He doesn't even acknowledge or make eye contact with me. He's just a crazed poop-eating frenzy. What? He was a white guy with a shaved head who we thought at the time looked like Mark Messier. He's a hockey player. No, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I know him. <laughs> I back away. I leave the washroom. What? The same thing happened to a classmate of mine, also at WM. WM. Also, apparently, a stand-up comedian <laughs> on TV also talked about the West Edmonton Mall poop-eater. What? Oh my God! So this just—this is what? real. This is like a thing. I, the, the first comment I had a coworker tell me a similar story, except this guy slid a note under the stall, also at the West Edmonton Mall. What? I heard about the same guy. He apparently works slash worked at the same place I do. Side stories lpotl at gmail If you have had an experience at the West Edmonton Mall poop eater. Who looks like Mark Messier? <laughs> God, he must love that. He must, yeah. Oh wow! So this uh, this other comment said that the one that said that the poop eater works at his job said that he got caught at the job, but since there were union, he didn't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you gotta join SAG. 
That is the reason why, because they protect you in circumstances such as these. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Man, you, and that just comes from me Googling man who eats shit at Edmonton Mall. Well, and another one says, I assure you this isn't made up. Years ago, I worked security for a few malls in the city, and this was a common occurrence. We'd have mall patrons tell us that they were handed a note under the stall saying, please don't flush the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> One day while on what? duty, I was handed a note while taking a bathroom break. We hauled this old guy in the office in cuffs, processed and photographed him and banned him from the mall. Cops came and took him away. So I'm not sure what happened to him from there. But I do know that this guy wasn't the only one doing this. Wow. <laughs> we repeated this process for over a dozen guys over a couple year period. What? He wasn't the only one doing this? We repeated this process for a dozen <laughs> guys holy shit that's awesome this is incredible is this just an Edmonton thing I think it's just when in it's... Edmonton <laughs> what if it's just Edmonton well you know I'm so fucking glad I'm just Canadian we got this happened I'm so glad we found this is just this is new lore it really is the Canadian West Edmonton mall poop eater god bless you know it really takes it takes all types. It does. It's you know, the, it's and the, I just can't wait to get back to Alberta. Because <laughs> guess what? I got one brewing. And I wonder if he decides about the cut of your jib. What he watches. Well, it seems to me like he just looks underneath the stall because the person that sent in the email said that they got in first and some, then the poop eater followed after them. I wonder if he does it. I guess there's no, like, it's not like you come. So it's like there's no, like, regeneration time. You can eat shit all day. Yeah, you can. You probably would love to. But I actually wonder, do you think there's a methadone here where you could eat your own? Mm. Or do you think it's about the shock I, of, may, of eating a man's shit by its own surprise? I think try, eating your own, I think it would be like trying to give yourself a massage. Like it, would, <laughs> like it wouldn't really work, you know? <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's just like it's trying. Like, yeah, you try to tickle yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to work. Nah. But, you know, you would be surprised what comes out of it. This is an incredible episode. Yes. Well, I can't believe we ended this with just like really, wow. A true mystery. A true mystery. Uh, I want to thank everybody that came out to the LPN Beach Blanket Bingo. We did this a little bit last week. I want to say thank you guys so much. It was so much fun. Everybody watched it on stream. We want to thank you so much. Thank you. Um, especially if you spend your days cruising the West Edmonton Mall eating shit because you just gave us a whole pile of content. You really did. Thank you a so literal, much. A literal pile of content. <laughs> so you make sure you live every day uh, finding a hobby. Literally anything. But sitting inside bathroom stalls, waiting for a man to shit and crawling under there and trying to eat his shit. You know, it's a wonderful hobby, collecting comic books. And we've got a new comic book out right now, Operation Sunshine on Dark Horse Comics. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're uh, going to love reading our comic book and wondering exactly where all the twists and turns may take you because sometimes you're going to laugh in our book, uh -huh. but sometimes you're going to cry. Sometimes you're going to be frightened. Sometimes you're going to be excited. Because <laughs> it's got laughter and comedy and drama sound and like horror. A, you sound like a six-year-old trying to get somebody to come to their play. Yes. <laughs> it was called I Gotta Get My Triple L's. The play that you wrote. I Gotta Get Through My Triple L's and sometimes it's nice to wrap a plug into it. You know, Love Laugh Loves? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. 
This is what I do. That is what you do. It's my function. It's a great comic book. Dave Rubin did the artwork. It's absolutely David incredible. Rubin. David Rubin. Honestly, me, because the, yeah. I've, you know, because I've seen that post where people are like, oh, you had David Rubin do this? You should be like, no, yeah, yes. Yes, yeah. We had we had a fucking, we got an alt-right guy to draw a bunch of fucking stick figures for yes, us, you goddamn course. idiot. Yeah, like he had this kind of fucking ability. <laughs> All right, no, David Rubin, who is an extremely talented artist who- it's From Spain. He made us stuff so good. He's so fucking talented. He's incredible. Um, yeah, and, and we can't and, wait for it. So go out to your local comic book store, uh, ask for it by name. By name. Uh, and uh, if I- don't know if there's a second printing coming if your local store is all sold out, but if they don't have it, ask for it by name and hopefully they can uh, order it for you. And uh, if you're in here in LA, go to Earth 2. If you're yeah. out in New York City, be sure to go to Action City Comics. That was my old place out in Greenpoint. Action and if City you're Comics. In, and then also, yep. um, and if you're in West Texas, be sure to swing by Starbucks and Comics for all your comic book needs. The best, best goddamn comic book store in the world. You guys are the best. Hail, sweet Satan. Oh, and hell, game. And a happy Halloween. Each yeah. one of you. I know it's a week out, but next week's episode is going to be out after Halloween. So this is your Halloween episode. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing the Spider-Man. Except for this week's ghost story on last podcast on the left, which I think is going to really make you upset. It's going to really make you upset. Which I'm excited about. Hmm. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. People think the new fresh fragrances from Glade are fresher than fresh. Like creator Kate. This Glade Orchid Neroli candle is so fresh. It's like fresh as watching a sunrise in Santorini. Yeah, I'm going to need more of those. Explore the new Glade Fresh collection today.